Good morning, good morning, good morning. How is everyone doing today? Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. Well, we made it through another week. Praise be to God. Was that enough snow for all of you out there? I know it was definitely enough snow for me, right? My niece goes to school upstate. And before she left for school last year, we were always telling her how cold it was going to be, how much snow she was going to have to deal with. Turns out she gets less snow than we do, right? It's like, who knew? When she's the one knocking at Canada's door, we're the ones down here shoveling all the snow all the time. And now I'm hearing we're supposed to be getting more snow this coming week, but I'm not even going to talk about that. I don't even want to think about that. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. But I also want to say, welcome to Black History Month. Yay! For those of you who are unaware... February is Black History Month. This is the month where all of America gives homage to all the black people that they consider deserving of their recognition. We should all be grateful, right? Every year for the month of February, we see the same African-Americans flashed across the screen with a small blurb depicting their most notable accomplishments. How interesting. Well, to be honest, I guess I can't complain, right? Because from what I'm hearing, they don't even teach anything concerning African-American history in schools anymore. There is no national curriculum or set of standards for teaching black history in America. And only a small number of states, Arkansas, Florida, Illinois, Mississippi, and New York, have laws requiring that it be taught in public schools. Hmm. But before I begin, I want to remind everyone that City Running Tours is now offering neighborhood running tours. These tours are designed to give you a unique opportunity to learn the history of the New York City neighborhoods that you are currently running through. You can choose from 23 different tours of neighborhoods in Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, and the Bronx, For a list of neighborhoods and full tour schedule, check out their website at 
www.cityrunningtours.com slash New York City. Also check out their live tours every Saturday at 10 a.m. on instagram.com slash cityrunningtours. As we continue our walk with truth, God has us taking inventory of who we are or who we say we are or who we portray ourselves to be. He is telling us to be genuine, to be real, to be our authentic selves. Some would take this as an investment in ourselves. We are taking the time to find out who we really are. Now, last week, we discussed what it meant to be a person of integrity and the relationship that having self-control plays when acting with integrity. Now, self-control, the ability to control oneself, in particular, one's emotions and desires or the expression of them in one's behavior is another verse that, uh, there's another verse that came to me when I was thinking about that. And that was verse Proverbs 25, 18. Whoever has no rule over his spirit is like a city broken down without walls. Lack of self-control makes us vulnerable to outside evils, right? It compromises our reputations and status. It interrupts our consciousness right? The quality of us doing our work or duty well and thoroughly. In order for us to maintain a state of consciousness, we must know ourselves, okay? So that's what we're going to talk about today, knowing oneself. Now, knowing oneself is seeing ourselves as God sees us, being who God has declared us to be, And to truly know ourselves, we have to understand and know what God is saying concerning us. Now, we're going to go to Ephesians 1, 4, and 5. And as usual, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. And now Ephesians 2.10 says, We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, before I go any further, let me break down Ephesians 1 and 4. Ephesians 1 and 4 is actually saying that, when he laid down the earth's foundation, he was thinking about us. He was thinking about us and he focused his love on us, right? To be made whole and holy in his love. And then he decided way before he even created us, he, then he decided in the, when he was doing the foundation, that he was going to adopt us into the family through Christ, right? So he was doing all this as he was saying, let there be light, 
let there be water, let separate the firmament from this, that, and the other. All that that he was doing, he was still thinking about us in his mind. So that goes to show you how important we are to him. And now in Ephesians 2.10, he's stating that we are his workmanship, meaning that he created us. He formed us from the foundation of the earth, right? And that he has prepared ahead of time that we should walk with the, the work that he has prepared us to do. So all these things he has taken into consideration before we were even thought about. And the last scripture that I want to read is 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So that gives you an understanding that every day you get an opportunity to be someone new. Every day you get an opportunity to perfect who you are supposed to be. Every day you get an opportunity to walk closer to what your purpose is and to function in it. Every day you get a new opportunity to do that. Knowing oneself is the beginning of wisdom, humility, and freedom. Now, when I say that, I mean that you have to know what the scriptures state about you, recognize where you fall short, and have the humility to accept that a change is needed. Once you're able to implement all of those things together, you will begin to experience the freedom that God granted to us through his son. When we study the scriptures to seek out what God has said about us and conform to the image that he created us to be, this is where we will experience true freedom. We am, but think about it. We were not the first to embark on this journey of self-assessment, right? There have been various moments in time expressed through various cultures where man has thought, oh, what should I be doing? Oh, how can I be my better self? And let's take it all the way back. Let's take it all the way back to the ancient Greeks, right? They believed in doing self-inventory. Apollo, who, for those of you who are familiar with Greek and Roman mythology, is one of the Olympian deities, right? Apollo has been recognized as a god of archery, music, dance, truth, and prophecy, right? And to this deity, they built a temple, which is called the Temple of Apollo at Delphi. And now, on this temple are 147 inscriptions offering various versions of what a person should consider in their lifetime, right? So, of course, you know, I had to go deeper to find out what these inscriptions said. Now, these inscriptions are known as the Delphic Maxims. A maxim is a short statement expressing a general truth or rule of conduct. So of course, I wanted to see what it was about. So I went in and did the research and I found the 147 maxims. Now here's a few of them that stuck out to me. The first maxim that they have, number one, is follow God. And that 
quickly brought to my mind Exodus 20 and 3. You shall have no other God before me. Another one is obey the law. Romans 13, 1. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Respect your parents. Ephesians 6, 1 and 2. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your mother and father. Then they goes, it goes on. They have know yourself is one of them. If you have received, give back, look down on none, make use of expertise, honor generously, envy no one. So now when you hear the different, um, the different maxims that they have written on this temple, this temple at Delphi, there's plenty of the principles that are so close to the words of wisdom that we get from the Bible, right? Which would make perfect sense because you figure Paul, who was a Roman, he spoke to both the Romans and the Greeks concerning the teachings of Jesus. But yet this temple was built way before Jesus even walked the earth. But it still just goes to show you how everything is tied together in some shape or form. And it's how everyone is, oh, my God is this God and my God is that God. God was everywhere all the time. So he was giving his wisdom to the people that were there at the time. He was giving his wisdom to them all the time. It just depended on how they wanted to see God in that instance for themselves. So now, even with yourself, others can see potential in you. Now just think about it, right? Let me back up. When we take self inventory and we study our nature and our character as it relates to what we are good at or what we can improve on, this is how we can do our self assessment to prepare ourselves for what it is we should be doing. Because now, if you think about it, those of you who are parents, you know that when you watched your child at, a, at an early age, you could see while they were in school what subjects they were going to excel in, right? Now, this was long before the child even built up the confidence to know that they were going to be great in that subject. You can pick it out because you saw in them the way they studied, the way they handled, the, the way they manipulated the concepts when it came to that subject. And even like like us as adults, even as being adults, others can see potential in you that you might not even see in yourself, right? So you won't begin to excel in that part of you until you recognize that you have that gifting. And I don't know if I said that where it makes sense. Like I'm going to use myself as an example, right? Like my voice. I've always been told for years the way my voice sounds, but it wasn't until I became confident in my purpose and what God wanted me to do that I began to think about, hmm, how does this voice play a role in what my purpose is? People achieve their greatest accomplishments from knowing themselves, right? But the same can also be true on the flip side of that coin, that people can experience their biggest misfortunes by being self-deceived. People that know themselves 
know what they can do and what they can't do. Sticking to what they know and understand helps them to become more successful and avoid the pitfalls in life. For example, if you know that you're not a good cook, you will totally be deceiving yourself if you try to apply for a job as a chef. You can't cook. Sometimes people have to believe that, you know what, although my heart's desire is to be a chef, I really don't know how to cook. And now don't get me wrong, they can go to school to learn the techniques of cooking, but you can taste the difference from those who have the gift of cooking. See, there's, there's always a difference. Not that you can't learn how to do something, but if that's not what your gifting is or what you're best at, then it's not going to be the best you that you can be, right? So when you know yourself, it makes also, it makes getting along with others a bit easier because you know how to deal with people because you know how you are. And when you know yourself in relationships, it also helps you to guard against what would be bad for you and for the other person, right? So self-acknowledgement opens our eyes to our goals and it makes us more aware of how to begin to live our life wiser and make our lives more beneficial for us, right? People that know what they're doing and where they're going are successful in their ventures. And other people are happy to be associated with them and they are also respected, right? So if we don't know who we are, what we want, or what we're doing, we open ourselves up for mistakes, making poor choices, missing out on the good things that we should have been doing, but we can't because we're trying to correct the mistakes from the things we shouldn't have been doing because we wasn't paying attention, Just think about it. I'm sure all of us can remember times when we were hanging out with our friends at one point in time in my life, in our life, that you started doing things or people would say things and you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, that's a good idea. Let's try that. But the only reason why you were so eager and willing to go along with, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's try that is because at that point, A, you Art, didn't learn the art of saying no, which sometimes is the case. But for the most part, it's usually because we're not confident and know ourselves that we will follow along with somebody else. You know what I'm saying? It's not so much of the peer pressure because when you know yourself, no one can pressure you into doing anything. So a lot of um, a lot of the things that we did, and uh, that's why the self awareness is so powerful. And kids can be taught this at an early age. You can teach your child early on to know who they are. So even though they may waver when they encounter their friends in some situations, when they know who they are and when they're grounded in who they are, they will still think twice about whether they want to engage or indulge in whatever activity is being placed before them. You know what I mean? Because even as adults, now as adults, we do it sometimes. It's like, mm, 
No, because I know I'm not going to like that because I know I don't like A, B, C, D. I know I, how I feel when I do E, F, G. So why would I even do that? Why would I even think about doing that with you? You can do it, you know, go ahead. But I, no, I'm not doing that. We can say that as adults because we already know who we are and what we're going to stand for and what we can tolerate, right? And now just sitting here, it just came to me, the verse, raise up a child, train up a child in the way that it should go. And when he is, you know, an adult, he won't depart from it. Uh, that's not probably the exact wording of the scripture, but that's the gist of it. And when you think about it, it really just means when you raise your children with some form of rules, guidelines, and some disciplinary steps that they should take in their life, it helps them to continue to live that way as adults. But most of the time, people want to say, oh, I don't want to get into religion, or I don't believe in God, or I don't believe in this, and I don't believe in that. But a lot of those things, whether you want to call it, call it God, call it religion, call, like just, we were just reading the maxims that was written on the temple and it's not that they believed in one God. They believed in several gods, but we're not here to debate how many gods they should have believed in, but they still had a sense of order. They still had a sense of structure within their life where they followed certain, where they followed certain thoughts and, and uh, let's say they followed certain ways of doing things that when you follow it, whether you believe in God or not, it works in your life, right? Like here, I'm going to go back to some of them. They have this here, uh, think mortal thoughts, um, be in control of yourself, uh, control your temper. Uh, there were some other ones. Be eager for wisdom, praise virtue, practice what is just. Now, when you follow those things, you don't necessarily have to be following a God in order for that to put some type of order and structure in your life. Show favor. Well, I know I had said this one before. Show favor to your friends. Be fair of speech. Look after your own. Nothing in excess. Now that right there is going back to what Solomon was saying when he was saying, um, Everything that he did was was for naught because he went out, he spent money, he was with women, he was just living lavishly. And at the end of the day, it all comes back to having that structure and following what God said in the beginning. Just follow the structure. Choose what is holy is another one that they have written up there. Speak well of everyone. Be a seeker of wisdom. Shun murder. Pray for what is possible. Consult the wise. Test your character. All those things are important, are important rules of thought that we should keep for ourselves just to follow and help us stay in line with what God has positioned for our life. And now here are some things too that if you didn't want to write a scripture because you're like, oh, I don't read the King James Version. I don't read the New King James Version. I don't read this version, that version, whatever. I only believe in the universe. I'm not knocking any of that. All I'm saying is I said from the beginning who I believe in, what I believe in, and what I read and follow. But at the end of the day, whether you believe in God, whether you believe in Jesus, whether you believe in the universe that the star guides you in everything that you do, 
you still have to be fair in speech. You still have to educate your your children. You still have to consult people that are wise when you don't know something. So all of those things, all of those statements are still things that everyone has to follow regardless of who they believe in or who they worship or who they pray to regardless. So when people want to talk about, oh, I don't believe in religion because it keeps you structured. It just, it keeps you in a box. You can't really live your life. You still have to do these things, save time, look to the future. You're still doing that anyway. And the, the temple at Delphi or Delphi, whether I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right or not, you still, even the Greeks understood, even with the multiple gods that they worship, they still understood you, you need structure. You need structure and order to live a successful, prosperous life. Because when you don't have that and you don't know yourself, you will literally be setting yourself up for disaster. Literally setting yourself up for disaster. When you are self-aware, you know where you're going, you know what you're doing, and you have an air of confidence that assists you in your success. When others believe that you are confident, they will follow you and respect you. You're able to attract like minds. Socrates said that a state that is not aware of itself or overestimates its military strength can end up in war with a stronger state and destroy its own people. Same can be said for those of us who don't know ourselves. We can end up in situations that could be detrimental to us. We have to know what is good and what is bad for us. Knowing thyself, knowing what is within us, right? Knowing that what God has put in us helps us to realize that we aren't in control of everything and that that we should move and operate according to the gifts that have been given to us, right? So with that, we can take a music break. You've been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, What Brooklyn Sounds Like. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. Sex appeal. 
The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on report from 29 district. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still life of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on search for tomorrow, because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry R. Women Liberationist and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Keyes, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or The Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live.
No man, no weapon formed against. Yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, the spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it go down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots be on the ground, the camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day, when the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be ours. Oh, one day, when the They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now. Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice, his power was the people. Enemy is lethal, a king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. The biggest weapon is to stay peaceful. We sing our music. 
music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win a war individually It take the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day when the glory Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You are listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's now time for Op-Ed. As I stated in the beginning of the show, that this was Black History Month. And now I want to give us a little bit of history each week to keep us up on what's happening in the African-American community. Now, last week, Mayor de Blasio announced his plans to overhaul and centralize, what did he say? The oversight of the New York City Police Department into a newly empowered civilian complaint review board. Now this is being deemed to be one of the biggest shakeups of cop oversight in decades. The initiative named the Dinkins Plan after the late Mayor David Dinkins because of his administration being so involved in countless battles with the police unions over the CCRB, this would allow the board to independently launch its own investigations and it guarantees its investigators get timely access to body camera footage, body camera footage and employment records for the officers that are being charged with misconduct. Now, this is big. So if I am to understand correctly, it will not it will not take an entire year for us to see that an incident occurred. Because we'll now we will now have the body cam footage in order to know that something happened and misconduct will be investigated without having a complaint filed charges um, changes to the patrol guide was has also been implemented and more police accountability now this is brilliant right now there's going to be more to come on this front i'm going to be following this story but see this is what came out of when people were saying oh they're walking in the street oh there's a pandemic why are they gathering like that this 
is the result of all that gathering, marching, walking, stating your case that what the police were doing is enough and that we weren't going to take it anymore. This is a result. And I'm happy that something is coming out of it. So it wasn't just walking just for walking sake. Right. So now our spotlight this week is going to be on Ralph Johnson Bunch. And I know you're probably saying, who's Ralph Johnson Bunch? Well, I'm going to tell you. He was the first African-American to receive the Nobel Peace Prize in 1950. As an American political scientist who worked as a mediator in Palestine between the years of 1948 and 1949, arranging a ceasefire between the Israelis and the Arabs doing, during the war which followed the creation of the State of Israel in 1948, right? Now, yes, this is Black History Month, and yes, we will give praise to those who contributed to the greatness of our African-American culture. But how can I just only talk about what, how can I only talk about what's happening with black people? It would be very remiss of me not to talk about all other things that are happening in the news, right? So in other news, one of the insurgents that is out on pretrial release had her lawyers petition the court, now pay attention, to allow her to take a trip to Mexico that she booked prior to January 6th, right? She booked a trip to Mexico prior to the riot at the Capitol on January 6th and she wants her lawyers. She had her lawyers petition the court to allow her to take that trip. Now, the importance of this trip is that it's a work related bonding retreat. Like how could she miss out on a work related bonding retreat? See, now there are so many layers to just that one sentence that I said, number one, She's still working. Isn't that something? Even though she took part in a riot on January 6th, the woman still has a job. And it's going to be a bonding retreat, like the bonding that they did when they were at the Capitol, right? So now if they're going to be doing that same type of bonding in Mexico, Somebody better alert the Mexican authorities because they need to be on, they need to be paying attention to what might possibly happen when they do this bonding retreat down in Mexico. Now, in other news, you know what? There just might be some truth to all that voter fraud, all the voter fraud allegations that the Trump campaign had been making noise about. And the reason why I say this, the reason why I say this is because the Georgia Secretary of State's office is launching an investigation into, check this out, an allegation that a Mr. Lynn Wood, who is a pro-Trump attorney, who continuously pushes the baseless conspiracies of voter fraud 
allegedly voted illegally in the 2020 presidential election. Mr. Wood allegedly, air quotes, voted in Georgia after moving to South Carolina. Now, I'm not sure how they do it between states, but here in Brooklyn, if you went to a voting poll that you were not registered at, you had to go to your voting, your polling site in order for your vote to be counted and be legal, right? But now, because, right, because if that were the case, we would all just be able to vote wherever we wanted to or wherever we happen to turn up, right? That, that, that makes sense. You need to vote where you're registered at. Now, if I recall, didn't Trump also state that he sent in a mail-in ballot to Florida and he voted in the state of Florida? And from what I was hearing, he wasn't really a legal resident of Florida either. So, hmm, there just might be some truth to all this voter fraud that they've been screaming about. But like my mother used to always tell me, to a thief, everyone's a thief, right? More to come on that front. That brings us to the conclusion of Op Ed. So now, our word of the month is going to be accountability, right? Or accountable. Let's let our word of the month be accountable. Required or expected to justify actions or decisions and be responsible. That's our word of the month, accountable. Now, also, it falls right in line with our theme of truth, right? So our promise for today is going to be coming from Hebrews 4.13. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And one thing I do want to say, as we know, this is Black History Month. And a lot of us are going to be watching a lot of documentaries that are out, some new ones of new stuff that they discovered that people are writing stories about or exposing because this is the year of truth. Please let us exercise self-control and walk in integrity because a lot of these films will make your hair stand up on the back of your neck because you're going to be, you're going to get angry when you see and when you hear and when you just put all the pieces together to the puzzle it is going to make you a little annoyed, but I guess that's why he's having us do this exercise in self-assessment and getting to know ourselves so that we can exercise self-control and understanding, right? In the wisdom that he's put in, put inside of us. So with that, with that, I'm going to say thank you for all my new listeners that tuned in today. Thank you for listening. If you want to hear previous shows, you can find them on my page at Radio Free Brooklyn, or you can also find them on Spotify and iTunes. You can follow me on Instagram at WWKSayToday, or drop me an email at WhatWouldKSay at gmail.com. So 
to everyone. I want to say be safe, wear your mask, be kind to one another, help out a neighbor that is in need. And until we meet again next week, God willing, peace. got me hurting I can't believe that I turned my back on you I'm stronger now than I ever was all because of your Holy Spirit living inside of me and when my heart's torn in two and I'm trying to live for you and let that still small voice remind me of these words There's no better way to really say I love you than to do what you say every day. There's no better day to start again than right here, right now. Cause I want to be a place where you feel right at home. I'm really trying to tell you how I'm feeling. Really trying to put it into words, yeah. Oh Lord, you know what happens in my mind. You know I'm trying to make things work. So many tussles in my mind, but I'm winning. I'm feeling weak, but my spirit stay willing. It's all a part of my story, though. I'm gonna lean on your love, I know. And when my heart's torn in two, and I'm trying to live for you, and let that still small voice. Remind me of these words Yeah There's no better way To really say I love you than to do what you say Do what you say Every day There's no better day To start again And right here, right now Cause I want to be A place where you feel right Table.